Hey everybody, welcome to the Gen Church Midweek Podcast, a podcast about everyday people who are committed to expanding God's family together because of Jesus for generations to come. That's right. That's right. My name is John. I'm the engagement <laughs> pastor here. No, 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 that's right. And this is Kyle Davies, early pastor. That's right. That one's right? Okay. I'm, I'm glad you're clarifying that, making sure we're on the right track Okay, here. the other point was right, too. Yeah, you, you, you labeled yourself correctly. I, I, I hit all three steps. Right? Yes, yes, you did Correctly good. identified. That's right. Yeah, and that way people know when they hop on here, John, <laughs> what we're doing here. We're going to continue to walk through Mark. Yep. We're going to do this each and every week where we're going to continue to just go through the passages together. Yes. Even walk through it with you at home. That way you can have up the Everyday Faith Guide that yes. we have on our website. And we encourage you to go check that out. That way you can do this along with us as we walk through Coma. And walk as a metaphor. We're not literally going to walk on Mark. I mean, Mark. We, we could walk around. We, that yeah. might be a little hard to video. Yeah. People might get a little dizzy at home. Yes. I don't think they would like it. Yeah, well, I mean, to walk through Mark, we might literally have to, like, take out the pages of the Bible and, like, walk on the, the pages. You're getting way too, way too in-depth. All right, we're, we're going we're gonna to move on, like Kyle continue in his mind and how he thinks. But, Kyle, no, we're, we're in Mark 5. We're in Mark 5, 21, going through the rest of the chapter. And you, you taught on a passage just before this this weekend. Mm-hmm. So for those who are at home who maybe um, maybe didn't catch a Sunday, maybe are a little bit behind or um, just trying to figure out where we're at in the story. Yeah. What, what's the context? Where are we at right now? So Jesus has been teaching about the kingdom of God and what it looks like for God to break into the world and for people to really understand what it looks like to live in God's world, God's way. And so he's been providing and teaching these, uh, just these word pictures, these parables that that are earthly stories with kind of a heavenly meaning to help Mm. people understand what it looks like to really get behind what God is trying to do in the world. And so shortly after that, Jesus says, hey, disciples, let's go to the other side. And Mm. as they prepare to go to the other side and as they, they make their journey a big storm, comes up and Jesus stands up, says, quiet, be still. They make it to the other side. They face a demoniac who's got all kinds of demons inside of him. And Mm. in a very similar way, he almost says, quiet, you know, be still, because the result of the demoniac who was was basically freaking out, terrorizing this town, now is is sane, is normal. Mm. And so Jesus calms both the chaos of the storm and the, the inner chaos of this man. And so there's this huge interaction about what it looks like to understand who is this Jesus. That's mm. that's the question through this interaction. Yeah. And so then Mark takes us back to the other side of the lake. And as yeah. we make our way back to the other side of the lake, we pick up today's story. So, John, go ahead and walk us through Basically walk meta- through what, what metaphorically what we're going through today. Yeah, walk walk you, through you meta- walk yeah, through yeah, 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 walk through it. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll get a better word for it. Maybe you know, a better terminology. We'll describe what happens in today's yeah, teaching. Let's do let's today's do teaching that. passage. Today's Bible up. story. Sum yeah. it up. Yeah, there we yeah. go. We do English sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, so yeah, we Jesus's disciples get back to the other side of the sea. Yeah. Probably even some of the crowds that followed him across are following him back. Uh, I mean, we continue to see this theme of crowds following him. And as he, he arrives to the other mm-hmm. side, this guy named Jairus pops up. Okay. And he comes up to Jesus and says, Jesus, Jesus, my, my daughter's basically on her deathbed. Okay. She's super sick, and I need you to come heal her. I okay. know what you can do. I've heard 
the miracles and the healings that you've done before, will you come do that for my daughter? Mm. Jesus is like, all right, like, let's go. They begin walking. You see Jesus and these big crowds around them mm. are walking to Jairus' house right now. Okay. And then this random lady pops up in the story. And what you come to find out about this lady is that uh, in her culture, she would have been deemed uh, like unclean. Okay. We, we see this continued theme of unclean people. Okay. Uh, she has this bleeding issue, and uh, it says that she's seen doctors and can't get it figured out, okay. can't get anything. She's been dealing with this for years, mm. and she hears that Jesus is passing by. Okay. And she goes, hey, maybe this is my chance to get healed. Maybe even if I can just sneak up. I, I don't want people to see me because I'm not, mm. supposed to, not supposed to be around people, not supposed to be in big crowds because – like the spirit's yeah. unclean. You're not supposed to touch each yeah. other kind of thing like that. And so she sneaks into the crowd and she says, if I can just get clo close enough to touch a little article of his clothing just yeah. behind him, okay. maybe I can be healed. Okay. She does. And she's healed. And okay. Jesus turns around. He's super shocked. He goes, all right, well, who just touched me? What's going on? And his disciples always laugh at this moment because his disciples literally go, Jesus, there's a ton of people crowded yeah. around us. Yes. How do you expect us to know who yep. in the world touched you? So maybe somebody bumped you. I don't know. Yep. And Jesus has this conversation with this lady. He takes this pause. He takes this moment, and he begins talking to this lady. Even after the power has yeah. gone out, she's healed, and he's talking to her. And yet Jairus is still in the background mm. like, hey, Jesus, c come heal my daughter. Yeah. Like, yeah. She, she's on her deathbed. As, as a guy who doesn't is have it, a Is this a, a quick interaction, or is it or is it you feel like this is prolonged? I mean, I— I don't know. Like, I, I think it's interesting that Mark even relates here. Like, hey, she's she's healed. Okay. She's clean. Yeah. And yet Jesus still bends down and talks to her. Okay. Like, I, I think there's this intentional, like, conversation that Mark is pointing out that he's doing this. Mm. And it, it's just funny because Jairus is in the background of, like, hey, like, let's keeps checking his watch. Yeah. Like, hey, let, yeah. let, let, let's get the show on the road. Yeah. Like, All right, you did your thing. Like, let's go kind of thing. And they show up to the house. Yeah. And everyone like it, it seems like jesus is too late at this point mm. like there's this moment where they show up everyone's weeping and crying because they they like she's dead yeah and they're like all right oh all hope is lost and yet jesus yeah. says uh, no i'm gonna kick some people out mom dad and three of my disciples yeah. let's go inside he bends down he tells the little mm. girl to get up and she gets up mm. and yeah and she's she she's healed she's back yeah. she's back alive yeah. So, so John, you, you narrated that story, and I think we could pick up some of your observations in the way that you retold that story. Yeah. So I guess my question would be, is, is, the, is there one observation that as, as you hear that story, as you retell that story, that you would say, this is the observation, or, or this is, you know, I, again, we, we heard some of that in, in your description, but yeah. if you had to say, this is the thing that stands out to me in this story, what would you point to? Man, if you had to narrate, Pin me down. I'm making you do Make one. Make me pick one. I really think I'm going to continue to go with the theme that we see from Mark of the unclean people. Okay. That there is this continued theme. Like, this is what Mark just continues to throw at us. Yeah. Jesus gets baptized. He gets tempted. He does this thing in the wilderness. He begins to pick his disciples. And then we see time after time mm. of these sick people, these people who are uh, demoniacs. Like we, we see these unclean spirits. Yeah. Like, we, we just continuously see this theme address that jesus is in proximity yeah. to those who are unclean yeah those who their culture would have pushed to the outside would have okay. said no don't be around like even to touch a dead body yeah like was super unclean you have to wash yourself you have to ritually do this whole act yeah to become spiritually clean once again yeah and yet jesus like disregards that yeah and he goes into those presents mm. and what you see is that there's healing in that mm. there's like there's this cleansing that is happening there yeah. 
and it's by the power and power and authority that we see that comes through Jesus. Mm. Mark continues to hit on this yeah. theme. Yeah, I, I like how you how you said that. It's it's Jesus is the one doing the cleansing. It, it's his who he is actually brings the cleansing, and yeah. he's not, he he's he's both seeking out and not running from people yeah. whom others would have sought to avoid and yeah. also uh, probably run from yeah. because of because of the inconvenience of it all. Yeah, and that's that's I think for me as as I look at this passage is. This is a major inconvenience, and I almost wonder. You, you mentioned the uncleanliness. It's like, did, did was anyone pressuring Jesus to say, "Hey, Jesus, you need to do this ritual washing before you go in and see these people"? After you just yeah. saw and interacted with this woman, you know, there's all these people around. Again, they're they're synagogue rulers, so they yeah. would have understood some of the norms. And it's like, hey, what what are you doing going in again? Yeah, the, the, this little girl after the fact is, is has now died and it's like almost like jesus it's too late don't even bother like wasting your time it's just don't go there because it's jesus is not inconvenienced is is what i what i see in this it's he's not too late yeah he is he doesn't mind stopping what everyone else thinks is the highest priority and saying no this person who I felt my power go out to, to heal them, which yeah. is a whole other thing, how Jesus yeah. was dependent upon the Holy Spirit. And and there wasn't yeah. an intentional, you know, magic words, be quiet, be still, where his yeah. power then does something. It's actually, it shows how, how the Holy Spirit was working through Jesus yeah. and how ulti- the ultimate source of the power comes from God the Father. And it was whatever the Father's will through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, produce the healing and the cleansing so deserves which means side note we have access to that as well through the power of the holy spirit definitely but come back to that jesus is not inconvenienced and he's not in a hurry yeah one he's not rushing after jairus to, to, to get there I don't, it doesn't say that he's running. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's a crowd of people. He's not saying people, yes. people crowd, get away from get me so, so I can get here. He, he's moving at a pace that I think would drive a lot of us crazy. crazy. Yes. Like we would be like, let's, let's hop in a go-kart. Let's yeah. get over the speed limit. Let's get to the house. Like yes. here's an opportunity to display power and glory. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of the disciples, what they had just seen. Calm a storm and cast out like all these demons. They're yeah. like, sweet, here's an opportunity again for Jesus. Let's get there. Yeah. And Jesus is not in a hurry. Mm. And you even see that re- with the response of the other people. Yeah. Is they're like, Jesus, it, it's too late. You've taken too much time. You know, Jairus is probably a little hurt by this. Yeah. And, but Jesus c- continues on. Yeah. And well, I, I think it's essential to even look at like what Mark puts into the story and what he leaves out. Like, I, okay. I, I love how I love how you point that out, because like Mark didn't sit here and write down every step in which Jesus. Yeah. Like, he, he didn't do what most of our people do. Of Here's the exact timeline of how yeah. everything happened. But he, he narrates the essential parts of the story. Mm. And there's not this essential part of Jesus, like heal this lady, then immediately turned around to rush to get to the house. Yeah. Like we, we see some of the times when the author use the word immediately but it, but it's not here in the story yeah jesus isn't rushed in this moment yeah mark's an immediate type of guy yeah where he's like they immediately did this because because even yeah. at the end of the story he's like immediately the girl got up so so there is a like he, he he's used to using the word but yeah. he's at the used initi- to saying here's the timing of how this happens but he he doesn't use that here 
And what's amazing is how he describes the woman. As this is what he says. He says, daughter, he said to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Uh, be, mm. uh, go in peace and be healed from your affliction. And then what's, you know, interesting, he, he tells the, the religious leader, don't be afraid, only believe. And so it's so, it's so just, as I, as I think mm. about this kind of back and forth, it's like, one, Jesus is not rushed. But at the, but at the same time, it's like what he gives the words. What he says to the woman is what he wants the others to do, and yeah. what when what she did mm. that he wants the others to to realize, and so he wants those to recognize that there is healing through through their faith and who he is and yeah. what he can do, and so not to be discouraged, and that's why he comes back and says, "Don't be afraid, only believe," and so you see this kind of two instances here back and forth where what he has told her and again he, he uses the word daughter yeah. and it's like oh wait like he's on his way to heal a daughter mm. and it's like it's her faith that has saved so so go in peace and be healed from your affliction and it's it's foreshadowing to what is about to come with the other daughter and that sometimes and again, he, he says, don't be afraid, only believe. Well, that lady yeah. was fearful initially, but she was yeah. desperate and f- filled a faith to go there. Her oh, action yeah. communicated faith over fear. And in yeah. this case, I mean, that's their fear is overwhelming. Yeah, it's a terrifying thing for her to do. That is so culture, culturally against the standards, yeah. against the norms. Like she is not supposed to be around people. Yeah. She shouldn't be in that crowd. Yeah. And yet she sees the opportunity, and it's it's through her faith yep. that she goes, I know that he can heal me. I know what he can do. Mm-hmm. I've heard about this man, and I believe in his power and yeah. his authority. Yeah. And so she goes. Well, and it's interesting because it's it's not even touching Jesus' cloak. Like, it's almost a point of clarification. Of yeah. It's like, it's it's not it's not my garments. It's not it's not this exterior. It's, yeah. it's, it's what you have decided to put your faith in. And, and to me, it's it's who Jesus is. Is she, for her faith to have saved her, which which means she would have had to recognize that He is the rescuer. He yeah. is the Messiah. He intrinsically like is the one who can do what nothing else can do. Yeah. And again, you you flip that over, and what his his hope is is that others aren't afraid of him, but actually respond in a very similar manner, yeah. where they're coming to him not for the benefits of what he has to offer, yes. but for who he is. And so, John, if if that's, mm. if we've just made some observations and we've yeah. even started to go down with some of the implications of that, how might we sum up what the meaning of the passage is in light of our observations about who Jesus is, what he has said, and even some of, some of what we've learned about God and humanity in this passage? Man, if I had to sum this up, that's tough. Uh, I'm not always the most concise type of person, but I I really think what we, like what we see in here is like, you you said this a minute ago, Jesus isn't rushed. Mm. And I, and I think this even ties a little bit to what you talked about this weekend. And so I'm going to elaborate is what, what you see. And I, I liked how you talked about it is that like, just because we follow Jesus, just because like of his healing, his authority, his power, like life isn't Mm. going to be peaceful Mm. things aren't going to be perfect there isn't this like we talk about this like rubbing the genie lamp like we're going to rub our bible and jesus is going to fix everything around us like like that's not that's not how it works 
that there's there's those moments where like man the world around us is going to be crazy mm. it's going to be chaotic we are in a chaotic world yeah and, and that's what we saw in um them going across the sea and that there's this chaotic storm that is going on around yeah. them yeah. and yet jesus is like no like i i have the authority I have the power. Even in here, you you see this where Jesus isn't rushed to get to yeah. uh, Jairus's daughter because he's not sitting there going, "Oh, if she dies, I'm not going to be able to do anything." He goes, "No, like I I know the authority and power in which well, I have." He sees the dignity of the woman. Yes. Like like, and everyone else is like, the, "There's other importance," and so he sees the dignity of her while yeah. not diminishing the 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 dignity of the other people it's yeah. not like he's like heals this woman oh i'm too late like let me go something else he's yeah. he's in tune with his father's will and i think god's sense of timing will confound us no matter what culture we're from and it's funny mm. because there's this quote uh from uh the technology the technological society he argues that in modern western society we have been taught that nearly everything in life is there to be manipulated for our own ends. Yep. It has been common for many people to act that way no matter what their time or place. But the, the author believes modern Western culture makes this condition even worse. We're not God, but we have such delusions of grandeur that our self-righteousness and arrogance sometimes have to be knocked out of our heart by God's delays. And I think that's so profound because I think sometimes we want to rush God's grace. Mm -hmm. We want to rush God's timing. And so for us, when I look at this passage and we go, so, so what does this, was, what does this actually mean? What was, what was Mark trying to prove to them and what might he be trying to prove to us? God's not in a hurry. Mm -hmm. And if God's not in a hurry, what does that mean for us that we shouldn't, be in a hurry either yeah. that we should not seek to rush what god is doing but fully be dependent upon where god is leading yeah and if jesus was in a rush he may have missed the woman yeah. and that power that provided healing for her may have mm. just gone by and so for us we need to uh, recognize that god is not in a rush his grace is not in a rush and sometimes he's weaving a story together yeah. that we don't always see how it's going to come maybe to an end mm. or to a climax where we see the healing or experience the breakthrough. And, and at some point we're going to be able to see that and look back. Yeah. But sometimes that God's timing is different than ours. And I would say in most cases, it's always different yes. than ours. So it, let me, let me ask you this then. Okay. Because like, like, let's be real. Like it talks about some of our Western society yeah. and even where we are today, like, really our world is set up to be in a rush okay like i mean heck we even talk about rush hour traffic like yeah like the world is constantly in a rush to get to the next thing to go from job to home mm -hmm. to the store to uh literally games to the movie like there, there is yeah. constantly something else to be done or to okay. have happen in our life so how do we live in not being in a rush like what what does that actually look like mm. well I, I think first and foremost on something super practical yeah. is when you're in conversation with someone is to actually look at them, mm. like yeah. listen, like ask them questions and, and be patient, listen for a response, not to, not to be able to simply respond, listen to what they, what, listen to what they say, um, seek to actually hear them. Mm. And so looking people in the eye, listening, 
Um, I think what we also have to do is we have to build in margin. Yeah. Which means we have to get a better grip on our own schedule. And sometimes when our schedule is behind, at the end of the day, put, put people overhead of, of tasks yeah. Which, which again, that, that, that's, yes. that, that, that makes me, that makes me even tense up a little bit to say, because we live in a world that it's like, we got to get stuff done. Yeah. Like we got to do stuff. We have a deadline. This has to be done. Yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. And we're, and we're not saying don't do anything or stop doing what you, what you be asked, but it's, it's at the end of the day, people are the priority. Yeah. And so, so creating space to do that, um, and understanding which tasks are most essential, mm. but also understanding uh, what it looks like to care well for people. And we un- we are able to do that by being dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so here's something that I have had to do uh, each and every time I'm in a conversation is, yeah. I again, got a lot of stuff to get done. Yeah. And so I sometimes you can look past people or look beyond people yeah. or be, be somewhere else. And so ask the Holy Spirit every time you connect with a person. Okay, Holy Spirit, I'm in con- connection with this person. Yeah. Give me the patience to, to be able to spend time with them. Yeah. So, so that's something practically that I've had to do. I've also had to learn that you can time block your schedule. Yes. So, 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 so like what that means is there are certain periods of time blocks during my day where it's like I, I put everything out aside and I, and I work on tasks. Or, or I set that aside for, for, for job or yeah. for certain things. So it's, but I've, but in order to do that, which means I have to communicate with others. So yeah. if we're doing something for church, it's like, I tell our staff team, Hey, this is, this is what I'm going to be unavailable yeah. because this is when I'm working on writing, or this is what I'm working on the, on these tasks. I do the same thing at, at home with Ruth is we're in communication about, okay, this is the task we're, we're going to need to get done. And so we set time aside so that then when we're just simply together, we can actually, we can actually be present. Yes. And so those, those are some using some tools and some techniques yeah. to help that, I, that I've had to learn so that I can learn not to be in a rush because I can be very rushed. So John, yeah. if, if someone were to go to you and say, Hey, how help me not be in a hurry or help me not be in a rush. What, what might you say to help apply some of that ability to maybe just wait well when they're waiting for God, when you're, when you're waiting for God to break through in a situation. So I, I gave kind of the super practical, like when, when you're, you're feeling in a rush, answer the question for us when you're waiting on God, how do you wait well for God to break into a circumstance or situation? Mm, that's a good one. That's, that's the, Man, I think that's literally, I think that's a million dollar question. I've, I've heard people ask this before, like, why won't God just fix this right now? Mm. Why won't he just go ahead and, and snap his fingers and this be done? Like, we, we see the power of his Holy Spirit, like, uh, working through Jesus in these passages. And we're like, oh, cool, like, Jesus does this thing right here. But why don't I always see that mm. today? Like, I pray about it. I read my Bible. I talk to other people. But, man, like, Really, that's where it comes back to this conversation. You, I, I like the quote that you used earlier about like having the patience for God's timing, and that's not easy, and it, it's not. Okay. But I, th- I think the thing that really helps us during that time is community. Okay. Is having other people who are around us 
who believe in the same thing, who believe in the same God and the same Jesus, who, who can and will work in this situation, mm. who will pray alongside you, who mm. will support you, who will encourage you, and who will, who will be there with you when the, Im- the impatience arise, mm-hmm. and you just need that moment to go, why, like, you, I have this frustration, I don't know what to do, but you, you're able to have someone who's by your side and say, hey, I'm here with you. Yeah. You're not alone. Just mm-hmm. as God is here with you, I'm here with you too. I really think that's like in in just some of my times of when it's like, man, like why isn't this just happening? Why isn't this clicking? Where is this answer in which I want God to provide? The, the number one thing that has helped me get through that is having someone else who sits beside you and say, man, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I am with you through this. Mm-hmm. I'll be here with you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to support mm-hmm. you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever I can. <laughs> if you just need me to sit here and listen and take it on the chin, heck yeah, man, I'm here with you. Yeah. Or even if you need someone to just say, hey, like, let me – I know some families right now who are struggling right now who, yeah. uh, like, in the COVID season, they don't have a job. Mm-hmm. And they're like, God, where like, where is some of this financial support going to come yeah. from? Or they're trying to deal with their kids doing online schooling, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I was not built to be a yeah. teacher for a yeah. five-year-old during yeah. this time. Like, and it's during those times where it's like, God, like, how, like, how are you going to fix this? Yeah. God, like, when are we going to see an end to COVID? Like, Mm. when are we going to see this stuff in our world? Mm. Like, we're praying about it. We're hoping things are going to work out. What really, like, shows is that, like, no, like, God is present during it. Yes. It's not that God isn't absent. God's not just, uh, like, we talked about this weekend. He's not just sleeping on a cushion. Like, he he is here and present. Yeah. And sometimes that's just going to come to fruition of a friend who's sitting next to you and says, hey, let me help you out with that. Hey, let me give you a a Fred Meyer, like, gift card. Like, I I know you're struggling. You guys don't have a job right now. Let me help you out in this tangible way. Or, hey, you guys go go have a date night, you and your husband. I'll come watch your kids for an hour. Like, get out of your house. Get some rest. God's delays lead to God dependence. Yeah. And that's what I think we see. And we can remind each other through community that God's delays lead to God dependence. And at Mm. the end of the day, we can't do it on our own, nor are we meant to. And honestly, as we see in this passage, on the other side of a death, there is a resurrection. And so sometimes our delays actually provide the deliverance that we so desperately sought. And so to depend on God well, we need each other. Mm. We need to be able to read his word and we need to ultimately hold out hope that God is who he says he is, that he will be faithful, that he will provide even if it's not, we don't see a victory till eternity. And that's, and that's what we, we, we hang on to. Yeah. So thanks you guys for joining us on this week's Gen Church Midweek Podcast. I hope this is helpful for you and that you're able to journey along with us as we uh, as we continue to work through Mark, as we continue to go through these everyday faith guys. So if you have any questions or if there's anything mm-hmm. that stood out to you, you had an observation, you had something that surprised you and we didn't talk about it today, send us a message, leave a comment, leave a review. And, and like we want this to be a conversation yes. to work alongside you to help make your faith an everyday faith. Thanks for joining us. Have a fantastic week.